Do, do, do. Wasn't sure if y'all had another one or not. Looked like you did. Looked like you did. Wow. Was <laughs> Well, you could have. But it's too late now. <laughs> Take your Bibles. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Any day now, he's coming. Psalm 121. Go to Psalm 121. I'm going to use a verse and bounce all over the place after that. Just for a few minutes. Psalm 121. Any day now, he's coming. I can't wait for him to come either. Is this on? Just one, two. Yeah, he's got it, man. Take him. First one, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for all you've done. Uh, Lord, just thank you for a church that we can come to. And Lord, most of all, thank you for you uh, that we still want to come to church and, and hear some more about you and sing about you and lift you up. And Lord, one of these days you are just any day now, Lord. It could be any day. Uh, we don't know exactly when that is. Uh, but Lord, we got to keep in there somehow until you do come back. Morning message. Bless everybody's here. And well, Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Uh, this world's about crazy, if, if you don't know it, but that's okay. Uh, and this verse is an interesting verse. It says, I will lift up my eyes. You know, you got to look up sometimes. It all depends on whether you look up or you look down. Uh, people walk around like this, always looking down the ground. I guess that's good if you find a $5 bill or something. It's pretty good sometimes. Uh, but usually, I like looking up at the sky, looking up somewhere else. It's good to look up to see where you're going. Now, that's why you don't want to use these things while you're driving down the road. Because you look down, and, and uh, there was a young kid one time said something about his mom. Uh, she was talking about, uh, oh, yeah, she, this, this is a freebie. This just came to my mind. But he, they were in class, and it was a little Johnny thing, you know. Little Johnny said te uh, teacher was teaching on a uh, lot and got to his wife and said that, uh, she turned into a, a pillar of salt, and he goes, little Johnny raised his hand, raised his hand. She looked back, and he goes, my mom looked back and turned into a telephone pole. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's, it's, whether you like it or not, it's, 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 the message starts off like this. It can only go down from there. Uh, but I will lift up mine eyes. you got to look up sometimes. This world is crazy, brother. And if you look at the world, you're going to get all disgusted, and you're going to get tired, and you're going to get scared. You're going to get yourself back in a corner somewhere, and you ain't going to do nothing for a while. You just refuse to do it. Uh, you need to get your eyes up on the sky somewhere and up in the air somewhere and realize that people that don't want Jesus Christ are just people that don't want Jesus Christ. But there are some other people. You look around the crowd here, you're here today because you want to hear something about the Lord. I'm here today because I'd like to tell you something about him. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to look up to see him. If you look down, all you're going to see is everybody tells you, you've got to like this. You've got to like this. No, I don't like, have to like anybody. Somebody sent me a... A uh, little thing saying that the, the WEB or whatever wants you to get a little chip in your arm so that the whole world can tell everything you got. That's, that's coming. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just the way it is. If we're doing all the stuff we're doing right now, it's just a matter of time until that happens. Uh, and that way they can track you anywhere. Boy, have you ever seen some of the night vision goggles and stuff they have? People think you're going to live off the grid. That is stupid. Ignorant. Ignorant. They, they can sit there and see deer running around. They'll see this running. They'll see you running. Now, you can't get away from nothing. I mean, really, we're at a place where technology has got it to where they can control the whole thing. Well, I got somebody who can control technology. And I don't have to worry about it, man. I'm going to keep my eyes lifted up to him somewhere. I will lift up mine eyes until the, to the hills from whence, whence cometh my help. My help comes from him. And when you look at that and you start going through there, I read an old message by an old, old preacher, and, and he's no longer with us, hadn't been with us for some time, but he preached on this message, some hills that would help. And I changed the message a little bit because I have to make it sound like I did it. Uh, <laughs> mountaintops, because I never figured out how he got all the hills in there when they're mountains. Mountaintops to help. You know, there's some mountaintops in your Bible when you start looking down through there. If you just stop for a minute and you realize the Lord usually uses a mountaintop. And he does that because from there you can get a pretty good view of what goes on in the whole world or downhill. You look out miles and miles. If you're down, and there's valleys too. And sometimes you get down the valley, you know what you need the mountaintops for? So that when you get to the valleys, that you can get down there and you can get through the valleys. Because there's going to be a lot of valleys. There's, I was in uh, Palma. Everybody always talks about Palma. It's in the mouth of the Mediterranean. It's, it's a, a resort. I mean, everybody from the Europe and everybody else goes to Palma. And they, you know, the Navy sent us to all these places. Uh, we, I mean, to us, they were just like places to take your money. That's all they were. But, but uh, I got on my bike, and I got into Palma, and it said that, that there was a McDonald's someplace. And I've told this story before, but I was, and, it, and it had an arrow. And I'm bad with directions without GPS, and I obviously took the wrong turn. 
Because the next thing I know, I'm going up and down volcanoes, man. I mean, it's up a hill and down a hill. We're talking some of these hills, probably a half mile, mile long or something like that, man. I'm up this hill, get to the top, and I go down this hill. And it just, as far as you can see, it looks like it's just going to continue that way forever. And I'm like, there ain't no McDonald's out there. And if it is, I don't care about getting a burger there no more. And somebody said, let's go down one more. I said, no, 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 no. If I go down that one, I got to come back up that one. I would just soon start back home and go up and down all the ones I got. Hills are good. Valleys, there's a valley for every hill, mountaintop, there's a valley. You can't get away from the, uh, the valleys. But boy, I tell you what, if you could keep those mountaintops in view, it says, I will lift up mine eyes until the hills from whence my help cometh. Your help is from God. Your help is from the Lord Jesus Christ. Never been anybody else like Brother Joe's talk today. Uh, having a relationship with Jesus Christ is more precious than anything you can have on this planet. Because there could come a day when they take, all they have to do is shut the economic system down like they did COVID. But if they carry that thing even a little bit further, they could shut the whole country and the world down. They could do that. All they have to do is stop the supply chains. And they got to give it four or five days. All the stores are going to be empty. Everybody's going to be in chaos and you're, you're going to run out of ammo. They can let you have all the guns you want. They just stop the ammo. Once you don't have no more ammo, they, they got it all and then they win the game. So what do you do with that thing? You know what you do? Nothing. You trust God. How do you do that? You say, how do you do that? Well, you get yourself some mountaintops. Take your Bible, go to uh, 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 Exodus chapter 19. We'll look, at, we'll look at about five or six, seven hundred of them. Exodus 19. I like my Bible, man. Sometimes you just need to be encouraged. You need to get out of a ditch. I was telling you, I was in the uh, sewer out there the other day. And Mike, Mike crawled down in there, so he encouraged me. He, I mean, if he did it, I, I can't let an old man beat me. When I say old man, he's got me like by seven years, eight years. Uh, but to me, I'm, I'm the young whooper snapper to them guys. Rich is even older than me, I think a little bit. Uh, I, I can't let them outwork me. So anyways, but we took six inches off and I stuck my head up. I can actually stand in the sewer with my head sticking up out of the ground like that. I'm glad Adam wasn't there. And, you know, you know her golf club. He'd have hit me in the head with a golf club. I know what he'd have done. <laughs> he'd be a whack-a-mole, whack-a-preacher, man. That's what he'd been doing. <laughs> whack-a-preacher. 19. 19. I don't know where that came from. It just came from somewhere. But but you know what? You just got to keep looking up, man. If you ever, you're down in a sewer, if all you're looking at is a sewer, you just don't like what you see go by sometimes. Uh, but if you stick your head up out of a sewer, you know, and you look at the sky, still blue up there. I don't care whether you're six foot three, seven foot. I don't care if you're on a building. You, the sky looks the same uh, this, this level up or on a, on a rooftop. It doesn't, it's better than looking down sometimes. Sometimes you got to look down to get the job done. But after that, Exodus 19, Moses is sitting here and and he's got the people out of the crowd, and, and they're coming up to Mount Sinai, and, and this is going to be one of those mountains. I, I put a little note here for me. It says, help you to remember that we're all a mess. Don't ever forget that people are a mess. And the closer we get to the Lord coming back, they're going to look messier and messier and messier. And, and if you forget that, what will happen is it will start discouraging you, and you start taking your eyes off the Lord, and pretty soon you'll start looking at the mess, and then you start getting back, and ah, forget it, man. You know what I expect? I expect everybody to be a mess. I expect the whole thing to fall apart. And what we got to do is the best we can, keep it together the best we can. You know what I do around here? I try to keep this place together the best I can. Because one of these days the Lord's going to take me out of here, and then I won't even care. That'll be on you. Hopefully he takes us all out here at the same time, and you won't care either. That would be the preferred way to do it. But Mount Sinai, in, in chapter 19, verse 1, Real quick, in the third month, when the children of Israel were gone out, out forth of the land of Egypt, the same day uh, they came, uh, same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Uh, down in verse 4, it says, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and they did. They seen all the stuff that the Lord had done, and they just and they sit there and still rebelled against him. Moses sits here and he's talking to him and he gets all frustrated with him and he gets mad. He said, Lord, I need some help. And he goes on down through there and he says, uh, verse 6, And it shall, shall be, uh, and ye shall be unto the kingdom of uh, priests and the holy, and ye shall be unto me. He says, I'm going to make you guys. Here's, here's what God wants. He wants to make them a kingdom of priests and a kingdom of, of, of uh, he said, priests and a holy nation. You know what the Lord wants with us is a holy nation. You know what he hadn't got with America? It's a holy nation. This place is crazy, man. You go in and people got their head. Oh, man, I mean, you can't even say anything anymore that you don't offend somebody. I mean, when you see somebody with, uh, 10 years ago, I seen a guy in Walmart. I don't even know how he talked. 
And it just got worse. I mean, his tongue, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had to have 47 different things on his tongue. And his lip had stuff all over it like this and like that. There's a lady the other day, I was reading an article, and she had so many tattoos you couldn't even see her skin hardly anymore. And she was mad because nobody would give her a job. Well, I wouldn't give you a job either, man. Go get a tattoo parlor. Maybe you get a job. I'll tell you what, the way you looked, you just looked blue. No, no color, no nothing, just blue. Well, then go on and have the rest of it blued out, and you'll just be a blue person, man. I mean, maybe they can get a job then. But the world is crazy now. And that people, they're insane. They think I can do whatever I want and, and that there's no repercussions for anything I do. Moses is sitting here talking to them, and they're having issues, and they come out, the Red Sea splits open, and he gets them through there, brings them all that. They still have an issue with God. I don't, I don't understand that. Anybody who can open up water like that, and I can walk through on dry ground, dry ground, not wet, not even moist, dry ground. I get to the other side of that thing, and he caves it in and kills all the Egyptians. I'm going to think that that person can do a little bit more, that God can do a little bit more than I can do. And yet they seem to forget it. We are just a, we are a, a nation of people that forget what, is, what just happened to us. And we move on forward. You should never forget. You know why you remember the mountaintops? is so that you always have them in the back of your head. Yeah. Lord can do whatever he wants. Lord can do whatever he wants. The Lord can do whatever he wants. The Lord can do whatever he wants. Do you ever watch Wizard of Oz? The Lord can do whatever he wants. <laughs> There's no place like home. That's what you need to do. You need to keep that in your mind. You need to keep your mind on Jesus. Anything else is going to mess you up. I mean, you got to look down and do the job and take care of your family. Do I got all that, man. But somewhere in that process, you need to keep hold of Jesus there. One through eight, man, Moses is sitting there talking to these people. In nine, it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak. So he wants to talk to them. He wants them to know exactly. I mean, could you imagine Dagon? I like that story of Dagon. And they take the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, the, the, the Jews mess up and they lose it. And the nation loses it. And, and the Philistines, they grab a hold of something that they should never touch, but they got it. They take it in. They put it in the, the uh, temple of Dagon. And Dagon, their God, that they have to carry around all over the place. They have to carry him everywhere he goes. And they come in the next morning and he's down on his face in front of the Ark. I thought, man, that's cool. They have to set him back up. You know what's wrong with a lot of us? We got gods we got to set up in our lives. We got to set them up. They're not there naturally. God's always there naturally. But they have to set him back up. They come back in the next day and his head, his arms are all bro broke off. I'm thinking, now that's a good God. That's a great God. Then, then they start getting all kinds of diseases and everything else. I'm like, I like that, man. I like a God that can do what he says he can do. And then he does it. And he'll reveal himself to you if you want to be revealed. If you want to see him, he'll show himself to you. You know, Moses always, he sat on the backside of the desert for 40 years, never did anything. He got mad. He went to kill somebody they should have not killed. And then he has to run, and he runs for 40 years. The Lord did that. He knew exactly what. He had to get Moses out there by himself somewhere. We all, are you a nature? Are you one of these people that have to be around people all the time? You'll probably never get nothing from God. There has to be a place where you get alone with just him. There has to be some place. I mean, there's got to be some place where you back away from this thing and say, no, Lord, it's just me and you. What would you have me to do? What do you want from me? I don't know. I remember uh, PBI, I got down behind at school one day, and, and I got down in mud and everything else, on, and uh, we finished class, and I was, I was back there, man. Nobody knew I was back there. I got back there, got on my knees, and I said, hey, what do you want from me? You keep telling me to do this and do this and do this, and you keep pushing me in these areas, and I go do these things, and I said, I'm, I'm the least likely to, to succeed. What do you want? Nothing. He didn't say a word, man. I'm like, rats, man. It'd been good if the skies opened up. This is what I want from you. None of that, man. You know what I did? I got up, went home. Beth cleaned my clothes, and I'm back to school the next night. You keep doing what he told you to do. He told me to go to school. Does he have to tell me to do anything else? You know what mountaintops will do? You'll remember what he does in your life. And once you start getting to the place where you remember what he does, no matter what this world does, it can't touch that thing. Moses gets all these people. Go down to 24. What I, what I really want to do is go to verse, chapter 24. Moses talks to them. There's eight times Moses goes up and down this mountain. The sixth time he goes up this mountain. I mean, I think the Lord actually wants him to remember this mountain. Don't ever forget Sinai. Don't ever forget that mountain. The word of God, just before he goes up to that mountain, the, he, in the first five times he goes up there, he comes back down. Now he's got the word of God in his hands. And he's reading the law and the commandment to these people. Not the Ten Commandments. He's reading other stuff to them that God had given him up on top of that mountain. 
He, they, the Lord told him in this chapter right here, he told him between 24 and 31 how to build the tabernacle. The Lord tells him all this stuff once he gets up on top of that mountain. Moses and Aaron and 70 rulers started up that mountain halfway, got some portion of the way up there. The Lord revealed himself to the 70. And then he said, okay, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and all the other guys, y'all hang out here. Don't go nowhere. I'm going to go on up. And the Lord calls Moses on up to the mountain. And Joshua goes up with him. And he gets up on top of the mountain. And for, for the next 24 to 31, next six, seven chapters, the Lord is telling Moses everything to do. Go to the chapter 32. He tells him, he goes, go up further into the mountain. You know, sometimes the Lord wants you to go just a little bit further. Now, just a teeny weeny bit further. You got to go a little bit further to get what I want you to have. Guess what? Everybody's not going to get what you got. And sometimes you'll never be able to give them what you got. But the Lord wants to give some people some things that he won't give others. You know what the qualifications for that is? You got to want it. There's only one Moses. There's only one Joshua. There's only one Caleb out of the entire nation of Israel that got to see. Now, brethren, we, don't, we have never, you have never. If you have come up to me and tell me, well, I was here one time and I seen, I'm going to think you're crazy. The Lord is, I can't think of anybody. I've seen some really weird stuff happen. I've seen some circumstances where things could. I remember Dr. Rutgers was talking talk one time, and, and I'll use him instead of me because you, you won't believe what I say, but it's okay. <laughs> he was driving across the bridge. He goes, it was a one-lane bridge. I mean, you could see it in his face. His, he goes, it was a one-lane bridge. And I, did he ever tell that in your class? Yeah, I mean, this is, once you get something in your head like that, you can't ever let it go. It was a one-lane bridge. And I was in a car, and it was only one lane. And you couldn't get across it. And I was going across this bridge. And another car was coming this way across the bridge. And when it was all said and done, I was on that side, he's on that side. And I, he said, two cars could get, not get across that bridge. He said, got to be an angel. However he did it, pick me up, let the other one go over to the store. Whatever it was. I'm telling you, brother, when you, stuff like that happens, you don't really see it happen. It just happens. And you know that the Lord's hand is in this thing. Moses comes down. He's up on top of that mountain. The Lord telling tell him all this other stuff. And here in 32, 32 it says, And when the people saw, now we're only talking 40 days here. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods. Which shall go before us. As for this, for as for this Moses, man, I mean, you see how fast they turn on him? The man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what has become of him. And Aaron does it. What a stupid idiot. Uh, God was going to kill him. If it wasn't for Moses, he would Aaron was a moron. I mean, why would you, why would you do that? These, these men, 70 men, and Aaron and her, uh, uh, Aaron and, and Nadab and Abihu, who was up there, they seen God in, in the, and, and you could see the universe and everything, and God right there talking to them. And these men got to see that thing, and within a couple days, they're down here making a strange God. You know what they forgot? They forgot their mountaintop experience. Now, they didn't go all the way up top of the mountain. They only went up a little ways, but they still got to see something. They forgot it. You can't forget these things. Helps you remember that you're all a mess. It helps you remember that you're a mess, that I'm a mess. And it helps you remember that God loves us anyways, and that he wants to teach us something. The Lord tells Moses, get back down. I, the, the last couple, t- couple of times he went up the mountain, he had to go back up and ask for an intercession. He went down mad. He gets down to the bottom of that hill with the Ten Commandments, jumps down on the bottom of that hill, and there they are worshiping a stupid calf. And God had done everything. You know what's wrong with a lot of us? We have never watched what God has done in our lives. We've never attributed to God some of the things he's done. We all, you ought to be looking at everything in your life. If he says, trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not on understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him. You ought to sit, son, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. Have you ever done that? I have. It works. I'm telling you, it works. I've asked. That's how I got saved. You say, how does it work? You ask him. But you ask him like he's really there. Not that, well, I'm just going to throw this up and we'll see what happens. Nothing, and walk away. No, you keep going. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. you got to get around this thing. you got to get enough. I thank God for the Catholic Church. I thank, I thank God that he let me go through the Catholic Church. I don't thank him for the Catholic Church. Catholic Church is not something to be thankful for. But, but all the years I was in that church, at least I heard about Jesus Christ. And I heard about the Trinity. And I heard about his mother. And I heard about his father. And I heard about Peter and James and John. 
And I heard it. I, I was constantly inundated with characters in the Bible. And then after I realized that what they had could not take me any further, I chunked them because I thought it was all a joke until I got out one day and then I started looking at things. I'm like, there has to be an answer. There has to be an answer. There has to be an answer. This, this could not just happen. It has to be an answer. Either it happened over billions and trillions of years, which is insane, or somebody made it. That's more palatable to me. That's more realistic. Uh, somebody, I don't see nothing in this room that somebody did not make. Except the wood. Now, they may have milled it, but that, that wood, you look at every piece of wood in that ceiling, there is no two patterns exactly the same. That's like your fingerprints. Just in this room, everybody in here has different fingerprints. But in the world, everybody has different fingerprints. There's nobody with, identical twins aren't identical. Their fingerprints are different. You can't, you are not identical. You may look identical, but you are not identical. And as a number two, they don't think the same. Mount Sinai helps you to remember that they're all the same. The hill of Rephidim. There's another hill out there. Moses went out to fight one day, and, and he was going to fight against uh, Amalek. And, and uh, he told Joshua, he said, Joshua, I'm going to take these people away. And I'm gonna, and you need to go down the valley, and you're going to fight. I'm going to go up on the side of the hill up here, and I'm going to hold my hands up. And, and uh, that's what the Lord told me to do. He said, to take it. He goes, uh, the battles, 17, go to Exodus 17, just a couple chapters over, back, actually. Exodus 17. Here's a hill, a hill of help. Helps you, helps you remember you cannot win the battle alone. And it was never intended us to do so. The battle is not yours. All the way through your Bible, he tells you the battle's not yours. It's his. And all you have to do, but you can never even get in the battle if you don't listen to him tell you to get into the battle. You'll get in the wrong ones. There's several kings that got in the wrong battles and died. They were told not to go into that battle. They did. Jehoshaphat and Ahab, Jehoshaphat goes up to, to uh, uh, Ramoth Gilead, and, oh, a great friend. My, 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 my kingdom is your kingdom. My people are your people. My army is your people. Oh, thanks, Ahab. So thanks. That's good, man. Oh, by the way, you go up dressed like a king. I'm going to go up dressed like a pauper. <laughs> that way when they come after the king, they'll come after you, not me, and they'll kill you, and I'll get out of there safely. And the prophet comes in and says, you go up, you're going to die. And, and the king asks him, and he goes, look, he goes, I've I seen the Lord sitting there, and in a, in a, in a, he said, who will go and... and uh, Get Ahab to go to Ramoth Gilead so he can die. And he said a, a, an evil spirit came up to him and said he would lie, put lying mouth into all of his prophets. 400 prophets sitting there doing, make, doing all lie to you. He goes, King, you're being lied to. You know what Ahab did? He went up. And what the strangest thing in that whole story was, they came after Jehoshaphat. But when they found Jehoshaphat, boy, Jehoshaphat screamed like a little crying baby. But when they found out he wasn't Ahab, they left. That was the hand of God. They should have killed him anyways, and then went after the king, other king. But they didn't. It says an archer, by chance, drew a bow and just shot an arrow in this guy. And that thing went, shoo, and, and took Ahab right out. You say, what is that? That's God. God said, you go up, you're going to die. You think I, I can play around with God and not die? It ain't going to happen. Rephidim, he, Moses up on the side of the mountain. Joshua's down in there. And it says when Joshua got down, in the, the, down the valley, as long as Moses had his hands up in the sky, they won. And then Moses would get tired. You know, sometimes, brethren, you just get tired. You need to remember that. You just get tired. You need people around you to help you when you're tired. You cannot do this by yourself. I'm getting older and older and older. I'm getting tired and tired and tired. Uh, I got two guys that tell me what to do and watch me what to do. And then they help me do what I'm doing. But they put all these stupid, crazy ideas in my head. And it needs to be done. But you know what? It gets done. It's done. If you go out there and look, it's done. And they did some, and I did some, and we did some. And the next thing you know, it's done. They, hopefully, they'll blacktop this thing uh, next week sometime. And we will be out of it. Uh, well, we'll be out of that part of it. But we'll be back into a place where we can sit over there in the garage with some chairs and, and get some iced tea and sit back and just have iced tea and donuts. Or whatever, you can't smoke and coke out there, so that's what we used to do in the Navy. So you have to sit there and drink iced tea and tell stories. And then get up and work a little bit here and there and go tell some more stories. But the hill Rephidim, Moses is up on top of that mountain. You know there had to be some people down in the valley. There's always people in the valley and there's people on top of the mountain. 
God's got us sometimes where you're in the valley, but just don't forget there's somebody in the mountain holding, holding up the hands of somebody else to help you through. How many times have you heard somebody say, I'm praying for you? Yeah. I'm praying for you. Yeah. I've been praying for you. I had an old preacher call me up. He called me up every now and he says, Mike, I pray for you every day. I hope he's not lying. But that's a blessing, man, every day. That old man, if that's the case, today he prayed for me. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, how in the world? He goes, there's somebody out there. I'll put you on somebody's heart. He said, if you're in a valley, don't worry about it. But if you're on a mountaintop, just remember there's other people in the valley. You need to pray for them. He said, I'll put it on your heart. You can't ever forget the, the mountainside you're on and that people are there to help you all the way through this thing. I got to be, a, I got to help people. I was, Dr. Rubman's his pictures, I got to, to frame all of his pictures for his, not all of them probably, but a, a whole bunch of them. He had a, a thing he was going to do downtown Pensacola, and they needed all of his pictures framed. And I got to put these big old monster wood frames and cut them down and do all that stuff, and, and he'd tell me what color he wanted, and I'd go over to Mobile and pick them up and bring them back and, and do the frames for him. And when it was all said and done, I was like, Lord, I got to do something for an old preacher. I got to do something for somebody else that had done something for me. What did he do for you? I bet he taught me the Bible. I watched that guy go through some things in life that, that I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. He's the first one on my ordination papers back there, and every time I look at that ordination paper, I'm like, that guy didn't quit. Man, if I quit, I get to heaven, he's going to smack me. He's gonna, if he put his name on my piece of paper and he said he doesn't do that often, and he did that, and I, do, I quit on him, I said, Lord, you know what that does? That's one of my hilltops right there. That's a mountain for me. That's a mountain. You say, what is it? It's back there. It's just a little mountain, man, just sitting there, but it's got a name on it, him and Brother Donovan and a few others. And I'm sitting there looking at these names, and they, I said, these men put their name on me. They put, I was reading a paper, and, and as I was reading it, it was all these old, uh, uh, I think it was the Sword of the Lord, had a picture of a guy I know. He's here in town. And he was recommended by his pastor, and he's going to be this. He said, the guy's not doing nothing for the Lord today. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said, you know what, you, what it is? You, you're expecting all this stuff out of here, this glorious stuff. And really, there's a mountainside or a valley, a mountainside or a valley. And if you're on the mountainside, you're up there for a reason to get, get something done for the Lord while you're up there. Because one of these days, you're going to be back in the valley, and it's just going to be a valley experience. These guys in Rephidim was in a valley, and Moses was up on the side. The battle can be seen more clearly from the hilltop. You know why he's up there? Because the guy on the hilltop can see what's going on in the valley. The guy in the valley, all he sees what's going on in the valley. Although the Lord told Moses what to do, he needed others. He needed Aaron and her to hold, his, hold the staff up for him. Because he, he could do it for a while by himself, but after a while, he didn't. And Aaron and her... What I love about those two guys is they, Aaron, made, he, he messed up, but he did some good things too. He looked and said, hey, he needs help. Moses didn't ask either one of them for help. He didn't, he didn't went and he didn't go to each one and say, I need your help. No, they watched what was going on and both of them got underneath the thing and did it. You know what that was? That was from God. Sometimes mountaintop experiences require more than one person. Then there's Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is, helps you remember that God's still in control. That's, that's, Abraham, we've heard that one before. Abraham takes Isaac to the mountain. I love That's a great story. Takes Isaac over to, the Lord says, hey, I want you to take your son. Your only son, I want you to go kill him. Some people say, okay, amen, amen, amen. Got it. That's a blessing. Today they would. Back then, not that. Abraham, Isaac was it. And the Lord gave him Isaac, and he said the, his seed is going to be as the stars of the sky. He's 100 years old. His wife's 90 years old. He has this little boy. And the Lord says, now I want you to take him up here and I want you to sacrifice him. I want you to kill him for me. And he goes, I'm going to take you to a mountain. I'm going to show you that mountain. And Abraham goes and does it. I didn't say he liked it. I didn't say he was 100% behind it. But he, he had two options. He could keep his boy and not know what the future was going to be for him. Or he could do what God says, do and trust God and let God have it. You know what he did? He trusted God. And you're here today because of it. Now, brethren, one little decision, you say it's a little, that wasn't a little decision to him back there, but that decision was a basis for everything that was going to happen. He took that little boy up to, he made him carry, rode him on a mule, just like Jesus coming into Israel, coming to Jerusalem on a donkey. Isaac came to that mountain on a donkey. They took the wood for the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac's back, and made him carry it up the side of that mountain. They took the wood of the cross after he was beaten the way Jesus Christ was beaten. Then they put the cross on his back, made him carry it up to Golgotha. Then he got him up there. They laid it down, laid Isaac down there. They got Christ to the cross, laid him down there. He got ready to stab him with a knife. 
They did, they did it to Jesus, but they didn't do it to Isaac. It wouldn't have done no good to do it to Isaac. But you know what the Lord wanted? He says, hey, I want to see if you do what I just told you to do. Not necessarily for the Lord, but for Abraham. Because I got some more things for you to do down the road. And if you won't get over this hump in your life, you'll never get over the next one. There are some greater things for you out here than that. But if you can't see beyond this, if your Isaac is going to hinder you from doing what I want you to do, then you got something in your way. That's no more than a God. You, that thing cannot be in your way. Guess what? I could give you Isaac anytime I want. Isaac can't give you me. What do you want to do? I've made decisions based on that story in my life for the last 43 years. I can't even tell you. I mean, just, I sit there and look at that thing. I get in a, between a rock and a hard place. You got to make a decision. I'm like, man, I said, Lord... You can give me them, but they can't give me you. You can give me this, but that can't give me you. I'm just going to stick with you. And if you want me to have that, I'll have it. And if you don't want me to have it, I won't. But I know on your side, you can do whatever you want. On this other side, that isn't there. You know, that's what he's trying to get us across today is some of these mountains. I bet you Abraham, the rest of his life, man, he's sitting around fire and saying, yeah, man, Lord told me one time. Go. Isaac's sitting there. My dad, my dad. I got locked up one time. He left me in jail for 13 days. And uh, at the, I thought he was going to beat me senseless when I got out of there, but he didn't. And he turned around. He goes, we'll never uh, ever talk about this again. That was a lie. Every now and then when he got the chance, we'd be sitting around. He goes, oh, you remember that time you got locked up for 13 days? I'm like, I thought we weren't going to talk about this. Ah, we're not really talking about it. We're just making fun of it. And, and, and he would bring that up. But I'll tell you what, I bet you Isaac, or Abraham up there, and Isaac probably brought it up to him. I said, Dad, man, I remember one time I was laying on that wood <laughs> And I could see it in your eyeballs. I mean, you were actually going to stick that thing in me. He goes, yep, that's exactly what I was going to do. And he goes, I can't believe you would actually do that. He goes, well, you know, Isaac, it's the Lord, man. It's either you or him. And, and Isaac goes, yeah, I know, Dad. That's the best thing. You know, I bet you that thing. And, and when Isaac got down the road and he had to make some decisions, that thing was right there in his mind, that mountainside experience in his life. It wasn't just for Abraham at that time. It was for Isaac, too. And then he comes down outside of this mountain, his servant's thinking, man, what's going on here? And here's Isaac, and Abraham comes back down. You know, the Lord, he, he said, be the lad, going to go yonder and worship, we'll be right back. He already told him I was coming back, with him. And the Lord told me to do this. You know what he did? He's trusting God. The hardest thing we'll ever do is trust God. Mountaintops, that'll help you. You know, sometimes you need to just trust God no matter what you think. If you know, now wait a minute, if you know what the Lord has said and it doesn't compute in your mind, you need to throw out what doesn't compute in your mind and do what God said do. Try it any way you want to try to figure out how to make sure that you understand that that's God that told you to do that, but then do the thing because you never know what the future holds. You know, I'm breathing right now. That tells me that there's something else to do. Otherwise, I'd be dead. Since I'm not dead, there's something else to do. So yeah, it's black top of the parking lot. Yep, that may be true. So I'll do that. But then there's something. If I make it through that, then there'll be something else. There's camp starting next next week, not this coming week, but the week after that. But after that, guess what? There's something else to do. As long as you're breathing, there's something else to do. Have you ever wondered what that something is? Well, the only one that can really show you what that something is is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. That's the only one that can do it. Rephraim, Moriah, Mount Moriah, Mount Carmel. I like Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel's. I've been on Mount Carmel. I've been to the place where this is. I think exactly. Elijah stops a ring. Now, I like people like that. No rain. And it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, wait a minute. 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 This is affecting like me too. <laughs> Maybe I should have thought about that one first. <laughs> no rain except on me. I mean, I would have thought I'd reworded that thing a little bit because now, wait a minute. You just included me into this no rain thing. He goes, yeah, I know. Go down there by the brook, man, as you, after you make it, and, and I'll have your brook of water be flowing there for a while, and I'll have some ravens come and feed you. Brother, if you can't see God all in that thing, he doesn't need Ahab, doesn't need a kingdom, doesn't need it. He uses nature to do that. Then he gets done with that, and he, after he, 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 he sits down and he quits raining, and, and he crashes by the brook, and the ravens feed him for a while. Then he runs out, then he goes to Seraphath, and there's a widow there. He walks in and says, hey, Nah, no more food by the brook. Ravens ain't bringing me nothing else. I got to come and get some food. I'm, I mean, I'm hungry, man. I just need some food. I see you got some sticks. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I've got a couple sticks. I got a little bit of meal, a little bit of oil. Going to make a couple cakes, and me and my son going to eat it and die. Oh, okay, that's cool. You can do that later. Feed me first. 
You say, is that arrogant? No, that's not arrogant at all. That's a man of God telling a woman what to do. The Lord's already told her that a guy's going to come, a fat guy's going to come and eat your meal. I've said this before. She probably thought he was going to come when the barrel was full. No, God never does that. He comes at the most inconvenient time in your life. Man, that's great. I don't know about you. I expect it. I, you know when everything gets really, really bad? I'm looking to see him. I don't think I'll ever see him when everything's good. I like it when it's bad. The worse it gets, the better it is. Three years later, then God says, okay, you've been sitting around eating meal in a barrel that was empty, almost, for three years. She probably fed her neighbors everything, man. All the oil you could have, all the meal you want, feeding everybody for three years. Three years, the Lord says, go back and say, Ahab. And he goes up there 850 to 1. And he beats them all over the place. You know, every now and then you get a victory in your life. You need to remember that. Because if you ever forget those hills like that, those mountainside experiences like that, what will happen is when God puts you through something, and no matter if your face is in the dirt, you can say, I remember a day. Boy, I remember. I remember. Joseph, I bet you Joseph, when he's down in that prison, he goes, man, I don't know how you're going to do this. But, man, there's sheaves bowed down to me. <laughs> I said, That's, I remember the dream, man. I told my brothers that dream. They really got mad. And then I told my daddy. And he goes, you mean that your mother and me and your brothers are all going to bow down to you? He goes, yep, yep, that's pretty much it. But I'm down in the prison cell in Egypt. I mean, I don't even know how they're going to get down here to me. The Lord said, I got that one figured out. And I bet you Joseph down there, he just remembered that dream. That was a mountain in his life. The Holy Spirit showed him something, gave him something. It was fixed in his mind so much so that he was telling every, you know, you know your, your uh, salvation experience is fixed in your, it should be fixed in your mind. Right off the tip of your mouth, you ought to be able to tell. On a back porch, don't be telling. I've had people call me, is this Mike Elliott? Got saved on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky? I said, that's, that's me. I heard somebody saying, I'm going to tell my, I got saved on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. I said, you liar, that was my story. The guy knew my story so well, he was starting to use it. You say, what is that? You know, it's fixed right there in my mind. And no matter what happens, I'm like, oh, Lord, you saved me, man. I'm on my way to heaven, and you gave me eternal life, and I'm on my way to heaven. And I don't care what anybody does to me. I'm on my way to heaven. And one of these days, you're going to take me, and I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to be out of here. And you know what that does? That encourages you. Joseph's probably down there doing the same thing, getting encouraged. Here's Elijah. He's eight, 850 to 1. The odds are just about right for him now. The 400 prophets of, he's got 450 prophets of Baal and 400 uh, prophets of the grove sitting there. I mean, the guy's sitting there with 850 of them against him. And he said, yeah, y'all go do your thing, man. Where does he get that kind of boldness at? For the last three years, when he said something, it happened. Before that, when he said something, it happened. God came down to him and started using him, and he, he listened, and he started doing what God said do. Brother, I tell you what, you know what? I, Lord told me to take care of this church. You know what I'm going to do is take care of this church. I don't care whether anybody else does or not. Nothing personal. He gave me something to do. That's a mountain in my life. That's a mountain experience. Because if I quit, I quit on him. I'm like, okay, Lord, we're not done yet. When I'm done, just like Noah, you'll tell me I'm done. I, I got it, man. If he told me I was done tomorrow, I'd walk away. Why? Because that's what he said. This isn't mine. It never was mine. I just get the privilege of doing something while we're here. It's a mountain-type experience. Mount Carmel, he's sitting up on Carmel, man. He's having a great time. And then all of a sudden, the bottom falls out. He goes to Mount Horeb. He's down in the valley. Jezebel comes after him. He thinks he's going to die. I don't know why he thinks he's going to die. I mean, it's, but, but people, they get into places sometimes where no matter what happens, you, we can all say, and I was talking to a lady here a little while ago, we say, oh, I know how you feel. You don't know how other people feel. That's probably one of the worst things you could ever say. I know how you feel. You don't know how, anything how anybody feels. We're all different. You can pray for somebody, you can pray with them, you can try to help understand, but you can't know how they feel. You can't know how I feel. And as Elijah, I mean Elijah, just beat up Ahab and all the rest of them, man, and killed all the prophets, 450 prophets, and slaughtered them, had them all killed. He runs ahead. I mean, the guy was in perfect shape running. He's, everybody who thinks this shape stuff is all, is all that everything cracked up to be, I mean, it's not, man. As Elijah could run down the Carmel and beat him to the city. And then here's one of the ladies says, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he takes off and hides in Dodge. Then he goes, the Lord says, eat here, eat here. I know you're tired. Eat. You get tired. All through here, what you're going to see is tired. It helps you remember what you're here for. You know what Horeb is? It's another mountain. 
Sometimes we lose sight of what we're here for. We just lose sight. And we start getting wrapped up in some things, and or the world starts coming in, creeping in. Family will do it to you, man. I mean, I had one. I had five kids. I, I know it'll take your time. you gotta, you got to somehow figure that thing out and figure this out and, and have that. And guess what, you, what I realized? In my life, you have to let other things go. I used to love to bowl. I haven't bowled in so long, I can't even tell you when the last time I bowled was. I like a 62 Chevy 2 Nova. Mike, Mike went out on vacation. And he, showed, he sends back this picture. Thank God it was a 70 or 72 Nova, which is, ah. Uh, I want a 62 to the 65 is what I want. So the other day, Mike calls me up and says, hey, I found this 49 Chevy. He says, let's go look at it. I said, I'll go with you, man, because I know I'm not going to get involved in it. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, how much are you going to get me involved in this thing? He goes, however much you want. I said, I don't want to get in any, 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 none. So we go look at it. This thing was so bad, if you had a magnet, you still couldn't find it. I mean, there wasn't enough metal in this car that a magnet would pick it up. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's a, the junkyard wouldn't even tell you. They wouldn't even know what to do with it if they got it. Uh, but anyways, I'm sitting here looking at this. If you gave me the car, I wouldn't, I didn't, wouldn't want I wouldn't take it. Because I know it's going to take away, and I don't have the time that I need to do what I'm supposed to be doing, that I know what the Lord wants me to do. I don't have that kind of time now. How could I possibly do that? Because I'm gonna, if I get this, it's going to take... You know what's wrong with most of us is we see all this stuff out here. I have to drive down the street now and bypass stuff. I'm like, I, I mean, I used to... Start, that's why I have a trailer. I didn't have a trailer so I could... I had a trailer so I could haul the stuff I find on the side of the road. Because my mind says you need to fix it. And if I got it in the garage, it's got to be fixed. I cannot let something go that can't be fixed. Because it's like a challenge. It's, it's, it's testing me. It looks at me. You can't fix me. I said, I can too. I can throw you away, too. You won't throw me away because I would rather throw it away working than throw it away broke. You say, why is it? I don't know. It's just in my nature. But you got mountains. I was in Horeb. He was sitting there. And he got, got depressed and got under the, the weather. And, and the whole world seemed to be falling about part of him. And he forgot a couple things. He forgot that mountainside experience up there on top. It's amazing how fast we can forget things in our lives. You need to keep these things fresh in your mind and not let other things get in. But he let this thing with Jezebel. And he gets out there and he starts going backwards, man. Then he goes to 1 Kings. Go to 1 Kings 19. I can be done here in just a couple minutes. I only got seven more to go. I ain't got really seven, seven more. I got two more. Maybe three. But the other two or three is going to go quick. Er. 1 Kings 19. He is such a, I read these stories and I'm like, Lord, this is me. I'm not Elijah. I can't do what he did. And Ahab told Jezebel and he got scared. And then you get down to eight. He, he took a long journey to go to the mat. Verse eight, it says, and he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of the meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the Mount of God. God told him what to do. And even in his depressed state, he got him to do what God did, said. Then he goes on in verse 9 and says, And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? You know what Elijah did? He, the troubles and, and the things that happened to him, he had forgotten who he was and what he was to God. This is Elijah. The, the, he said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah had to stop and think. And you know what he did? Just like all the rest of us. He goes, <laughs> he goes uh, and he said, verse 10, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. There's so many people are that way. For the, the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenants. And we're always going to talk about everybody else, how they did it. They've thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. You ever feel like that? This is Elijah. You know what Elijah did? He forgot that he had hand. That guy, he could spoke Ahab dead. He could have brought a rock down and smashed him all over the place. He could have, Jehu would have never had to throw Jezebel over the side and trample her with a horse. Elijah could have already done that years earlier. But he didn't. He got scared. He let something get in between him and God, and all of a sudden he forgot what he was there for. And he said, go forth. And he said, and then he takes him in there. And he shows him an earthquake, and the whole thing rumbles and crumbles and all that other stuff. And says, Lord's not in it. Verse 12, he says, and then there was fire, and he says, the fire after that. And he says, it wasn't in that. And he goes, it's a small, still voice. 
You know, the Lord is always this small little, it's not the great things like that. We're looking for these fabulous things. You know, one person getting saved is, is worth more than having a thousand people together that nobody gets saved. Right. One person is in heaven for eternity. Amen. It's the small things, the small, still little voice, man. That thing, have you ever had that little small voice getting you and you just crumple up like this, like, oh, God? <laughs> I have. I've had that. And not all the time, but boy, I tell you what, when that thing comes in, when he comes in and you hear that voice, all of a sudden you crumple down to where you're not. And Elijah still forgets who he is. The Lord sits there and responds to him and, and tells him to go forth. And he sees that and he sees all this other stuff. And then he sees uh, the, he does, is, the wind wasn't there. The earthquake wasn't there. The fire wasn't there. It's just this little teeny weeny itsy bitsy thing. It's a little voice. It's a little small still voice. And Elijah, boy, that's a sound of God talking in your ears. Say, hey, come on, let's go. Get up. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Get up. Come on, let's go, man. Righteous man falleth seven times and get back up. Come on, get up, Elijah. Get up, man. This world, don't let this world, don't let Jezebel, don't let Ahab, they're all just pawns in this thing. They, I can take them out anytime I want. Elijah, you know what I'm looking for? Is I'm looking for somebody who can stand up for me in front of everybody. I've given you the power, but you forgot. You know, Peter, why he sank in the water? He forgot who told him to get out of the boat. He was walking on water. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty impressive. He walked on the water. It wasn't dry ground. It was water. He walked on it. And for the moment, he looked around and seen the bolster of seas. And he got scared. He took his mind off Christ, and down he went. You know, that's the same thing with Elijah. How many, the same story a different way. The exact same thing. He's trying to warn you. He said, don't forget your mountaintop. Man, Elijah, we just took out 850 of them up on top of that hill. Yeah. Well, Jezebel, forget Jezebel. But everybody else, who cares if everybody's against you? We got, you got, you got to know yourself. You got to know who you are and what your body can do. And, and well, brother, we're so far, we're 6,000 years into sin. And there is, there is all kinds of stuff that we eat and probably isn't good for us. Uh, you know, I, I still eat my ice cream. I'm still going to get fat. And I still don't care. You say, why? Because I just don't. I care about other things. If I can lose weight, I'll lose it, man. But if, if I can eat a hamburger, I'm going to eat it too. I pass up stuff. I was strong the other day. I went into Kroger's up here. I called Beth. I was so proud of myself. I had to go to Tip City. I walked right by the ice cream thing, man, and here's Eddie's ice cream, $2.99 a, a thing. I, was, oh. I actually had it in my cart, four of them. And I went through the whole store, and then I took them back and put them in the freezer. I called Beth, and she said, did you get ice cream? I said, no, I was strong. So then on the way home, she asked me to get something. I went, I couldn't be strong the second time because I got the ice cream the second time. I went to another Kroger's. <laughs> and I got me two of them. Yeah, I got two of them. My wife isn't strong either because she ate one of them. And uh, then the next day, they gave me this little coupon where you could get two more and get two bucks off. And uh, so I, I got to go to Kroger's to get her something for their chili or something. And she goes, oh, look, here's a coupon for two more things for Eddie's ice cream. You don't want to give that, do you? I'm like, what is that? To me, in my mind, I'm thinking she's telling me I need to get the ice cream. So I did. And we ate one of them, too. <laughs> you say, what is that? That's just weakness, brother. We're weak. You forget. You forget that you were just on the Ph.D. diet and you cost you all this money, lose all this weight. And now you're putting it back on. That's what you forgot. But the ice cream still tastes good. We forget, brethren, you forget. You can't ever forget what God's done for you. You got you to constantly, the Bible says stir. You got to stir it up inside of you. You got to keep it stirred up. Otherwise, you're going to let it go off the side. The king, he says, go forth, stand upon a mount. He does. He sees all this stuff. And it's a small, still voice. It's never in the fireworks. It's in the heart. Right there, you, when you're all alone and still with God, you're, you'll say, Lord, it's you. And I don't understand this, and I don't understand that, and I got an opportunity to do this and do this and make this and do this, but, whoa, in the end, really, I'm going to die. Musk is going to die. Gates is going to die. All them guys are going to die. I don't care who they are. They're gonna, they're, what they have is going to stay here. And what should a profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what could you pay for your soul? You can't pay for nothing for it. It was already paid for. And sometimes we forget that and we think that, you know what I've noticed here is that the world thinks that our children need more and more and the more and more is killing them. 
They've never, I like some of these rich people, they won't give their kids nothing. You know why? Because they said, make them go out and learn. If they want it, if they, the Lord gives it to them, let him give it to them. Because what happens is we'll destroy them. We'll give them so much stuff trying to protect them that we'll destroy them. There's a fine line there. I don't, I don't know. People say, well, what do you do? I don't know what you do. I just know what I did with mine. You said, destroy them? Well, they're all here. Are they still listening? Yep, they're still listening. Is there still a chance for them? Yep, there's still a chance for them. Matter of fact, i got some grandkids now. There's a chance for them too. I'm sitting there going, Lord, I don't know what to do in most cases when it comes to this except trust you and look for your guidance because if I look at what this world says do and I take the wrong turn, something's going to mess up. I said, I just trust you. Mount Horeb. He got that small, still voice, got on his feet, gave him Elijah. Elijah get Elisha. Next thing you know, Elijah. Mount of Transfiguration. Go back to Mark. I mentioned this in Sunday school. Got two more and I'll be done. Three, maybe six. Mark, Mark, this one will be quick one. This is, this is I, I looked at this one, I was like, Lord, you know, that when I look at this per verse right here, and I'm looking at all the people that are sitting there, man, I said, Lord, what a crazy thing. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. I could quit right here, but I'll finish this out. Mark chapter 9, verse 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter, James, and John, and leadeth them up into a high, high mountain apart uh, by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining exceedingly white as snow, as no fuller can white them on the earth. And there appeared unto him Elias and Moses, and were talking with him, with Jesus. And Peter answered and said unto Jesus, or said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles. He goes back and he tries to bring the Old Testament law back, and he just missed the whole thing. Here's Jesus. He's transfigured in front of you, and he's white as snow. I mean, if you could see Jesus transfigured in front of you, it would do you no good. Because once he goes away, you're still there, and if you're lost and in that condition, there's nothing he can do for you. Seeing Jesus, a, a 60, people say, I've seen a 60-foot Jesus. He's in the side of a building, and he's this. Mary's this. That doesn't do you a bit of good. Without the blood atonement, doesn't do you a bit of good. And he sees it. But what I got out of this story more than anything is here comes Elijah and Moses. After you're dead, you think you're dead, you're not done. Them guys went away many, many years earlier, and now they're back here talking to Jesus. They're not dead. He said, you do err in the scriptures. They're not giving him marriage or He goes, he said, I, he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's alive. And guess what? His people are alive. And those who are in hell are alive. They're just in hell. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said, you're not even done with us after we did. We think we're dead. He goes, no. He said, you need to remember that. There's life after death. He said, that's a mountaintop for you. He goes, you need to remember. And you need to remember which side you're on. I said, I got it, man. I know sometimes you will need to get along with Jesus to really see him. These guys had to get up on the side of a mountain where they could really see him. Jesus will make everything else disappear. You know, when, you, when I find myself just talking to him, I don't really care about nothing else. I'm just sitting there, just me and him, and I'm like, Lord, what, what? That's why I like being in ditches and stuff like that all by myself. People say, why do you do all this by yourself? Because I just a long time. And I'm sitting there going, mm, Lord, mm. I said, mm. I'm just digging. Mm. The guy asked me, he said, why did you dig all that rock back out? I said, because Mike had a brilliant idea of putting another line down there. Then he had another brilliant idea. And pretty soon we put a piece of pipe down there so we could draw all this stuff. Then he said he might have a future idea, so we run a string through it so he, we could do it in the future too. You say, what is all that fun? It's just a long time. I don't care. Guess what? When you start taking the first shovel, the second shovel, the 37,000th shovel, whatever it is, eventually you're going to come to the end where there ain't no more shovels to take out. And then it's putting it back. And then it's over. And then you get, it's an illustration on Sunday morning. That's all it is. And it's in the past. Who cares? It's over. But the Mount of Trans Transfiguration helps you remember what the Savior really looks like. And you have a future with him. You either have a future with him today or you don't. You actually have a future with him no matter what. Your future could be hell for all eternity or heaven for all eternity. I choose heaven. I like heaven. I like the heaven thing. Uh, but seeing Jesus just won't do. Mount Calvary. We'll do this one real quick. Luke 23, 32. Everybody knows the story. Christmas time. Uh, it comes around to Easter. Easter is when they hung our Lord and Savior on the cross. Luke 23, 32 says this. And there were, some, uh, there were two malefactors that led uh, with him to, uh, to be put to death. 
And when they were come to the place, which was called Calvary, Mount Calvary is where this is, they were crucified. Uh, uh, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand, the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. They had parted his garments. I mean, his family never even got what he had. Brethren, this is the world. This is what the world does. You would think that what I, no, there's going to come a day where the government could take everything you have. It's just what it is. I don't really care. I was telling somebody that the other day, I can't tell the difference between what's mine. And I told Beth this. I can't tell the difference between what's mine anymore than the Lord's. I mean, my wallet is this, and, and the money goes out this way, and it goes that way, and it comes through and comes back out. And I, I, I said, I, I can't even tell the difference anymore. Beth has to tell me what the difference is. She'll say, well, we die. I said, I don't care, man. If, if, if she never did, she has to see Jerry every now and then. He has to give us the money back. But if she never did that, I don't care. The Lord is taking care of me. He's been very, very good to me. I don't know about you, but he has me. The rulers also derided him. The soldiers mocked him. They hung letters over his, this is the king of the Jew is mocking him. The malefactors railed on him, but one answered. And he said, Lord, remember me. And he did. You know what you got to remember? Calvary helps you remember what it took to get you in. When you forget what he did for you at Calvary, all of a sudden you let this world start creeping. No, wait a minute, man. He bought me with a price. I'm, I'm worth more than what this world. I'm worth more than what any company. LexisNexis. I'm worth more than what LexisNexis wants, thinks I am worth. To him, I am worth everything. I'm worth, if I am worth his life, then I'm worth something to him. My question is, is what is that? And then all of a sudden, you keep that in your mind, you start looking around. You know what you got to do today? You say, am I his? And he is mine. If you ever forget that, you need to remember Psalm 48 one says, Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situations, joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Never forget Mount Zion. Because Calvary, if it just stopped there, you wouldn't really understand everything else. I'm going to heaven one day. I'm out of here. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I mean, I'm going to... To Canaan's land, I'm on my way where the soul never dies. My darkest night will turn to day where the soul never dies. No sad farewells, no tear dimmed eyes, where all is love. And the soul never dies. A rose is, the rose is, share it. It's there, man. A rose is blooming there for me where the soul never dies. And I will spend eternity where the soul never dies. A love light beams across the foam where the soul never dies. It shines to light the shores of home where the soul never dies. My life will end in deathless sea where the soul never dies. An everlasting joy. Joy I'll reap where the soul of man never dies. I'm on my way to that fair land where the soul never dies. Where there will be no parting hand where the soul never dies. No sad farewell. No tear dimmed eyes where all is love and the soul never dies. I'll tell you, for 43 years, there's been some things in my life that I have never forgot and I never will. And when anything gets in between me and those, that goes away. Why? Because this is what keeps me going. I got to keep my mind going because there's a day when he's going to take me out of here and I get to go to heaven and be with him forever. But until then, there might be somebody else who needs some help. I'm selfish, man. I want to go home. But man, he just might want me to stay here for another day. 
Mike, you know where you're going. I got it, man. I got it. You're on your way. I got it. What about everybody else? Lord, can't you just deal with them? <laughs> you, dealt with, you dealt with me. I mean, can't you? He goes, you know how I dealt with you? Jeannie Vitito, that's another mountain in your life. The Vitito's live right next to you. That was another mountain in your life. He said, those people around you, your grandmother, Granny, Elliot, she was in your life. She goes, those are people I put in your life so you can see. He goes, you know, I may put you in their lives so they can see. So, Mike, what are you going to do? I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm going to lean onto thy understanding. In all thy ways, I'm going to acknowledge you and let you direct my path. Father, show me what to do today. Show us church what to do. Lord, there's mountains. The mountain peaks out there in our lives. Each and every one in this room has a mountain peak. Lord, the things you've done for them that they, that they know for a shadow, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you did it. Uh, Lord, that, that stuff you gave us so that, just like Elijah, all the rest of them, to keep us going. Uh, but Lord, it's to help the, everybody else. You made us a king and a priest, Lord, and, and we're already there. We're sitting in heavenly places right now in, in you, Lord. That's exactly where we're at. But right now, Lord, there could be somebody in this room who doesn't know you as their personal Savior. I pray that you put your thumb down on them. Lord, that you'd push them down. Uh, Lord, if there's two or three in here, that you'd push your thumb down and show them their need of a Savior. Uh, Lord, how real this is and how great of a God you are. And Lord, help us to always put the things of this world off to the wayside that we never forget you and let them things come in, Lord. If it can happen to Elijah, Lord, if it can happen to everybody else, it'll happen to us, Lord. And I know that I'll forget you just as fast as the Lord says. We even said, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love, Lord. I'm prone to do it that way, Lord. I don't want to be that way. Lord, I just want to be somebody that's got a smile on my face and always looking up. Uh, Lord, I'm tired of looking in the dirt, tired of looking in the mud. Lord, I'm, I just need to start looking up uh, towards you. And one of these days, Lord, that day's going to come, and you're going to come and get us and take us out of here. And I pray that that day would be soon. But, Lord, if it's not, Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to remember the mountaintops, the peaks in our lives, the helps that you gave us to, to get us through and help us never forget them. And, Father, we'll praise you and honor you. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen.